0: Hello and welcome to episode 392 of the VegGrow podcast. My name's Richard and I am growing as much of our own fruit, vegetables and herbs as I can in my allotment and garden. Now coming up a little bit later on I've got a question from a listener about companion planting and I'm showing a few of my time-saving tips that just help make gardening a little bit less overwhelming. That's coming up in just a moment but firstly let's find out what I've been up to It is Friday the 9th of April 2021 today, just in my little potting shed. I've just pumped up the pressure on my little water sprayer so I can just spray some water over some of my seedlings that I've been potting up over this last week. Now this is just a little update today because what I've been doing throughout this week, and it's something I'm trying to do more and more now, Every day I'm just coming into this little potting shed and I'm just sowing a pack of seeds every day and pricking out a variety of seedlings every day and then misting over at all the plants at the same time. That way everything gets keeps on top of the jobs, everything gets watered and everything gets done. Just something that I find works for me. I'm going to be discussing this a bit later on in today's podcast, of course. So, what have I sown? However, well, I've sown some cucumbers, some butternut squash, some Chinese kale, some broccoli rab, and some courgettes. Now, in terms of the the butternut squash, the cucumbers, and the courgettes, it might be slightly too early, but In recent years, I found that they're very slow growing in my area. So if they do better a bit earlier, all well and good. Now as for pricking out, what plants have I pricked out? I've pricked out a lot of basil. A lot of basil. Uh, Also some aubergines. I've got quite a few aubergines this year. Some chard and two varieties of tomatoes. We've got some variety called Heinz and a variety called Crimson Blush. Don't know how these are going to do. The Crimson Blush I've grown before. They're an outdoor variety with with a blight resistance. So they should do pretty good. There we go. That's a sign that we're running out of water on there. But that's good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good sign. And things are progressing forward. It is Saturday the 10th of April 2021 today, just here on the allotment today and uh, it's just about to rain which I knew it was going to in the afternoon so I came down here this morning to make a start and make the most of it while it was dry. Now the first thing I did when I got down here, as I always do, is just have a wander around and I've noticed my broad bean plants, the leaves on those, some of them have started to turn a little bit black. My first concern was perhaps it was to do with a mulch but then I thought about it and actually we had a pretty cold snap earlier this week as I mentioned yesterday which uh, that's probably what it is so I'm not overly worried but I'll keep a close eye on these over the next few weeks and just make sure that they are okay. Now, after that, I had brought my electric or battery-powered strimmer down and I basically went up to the very top and strimmed underneath my fruit bushes. This is an area that's been particularly difficult for me to keep on top of. I inherited some recurrent and gooseberry bushes that were already planted when I took on this half of the allotment. But the grass particularly is difficult to control underneath. And it's something that I've got to... I've eventually got to come up with a way just to keep on top of it at the moment what I'm thinking I'll just keep trimming it down every single time and hopefully that'll stay pretty good and I'll probably look at putting a mulch down as well because it all goes to work with each other Now, my battery ran out of power and I had two batteries, which is a downfall of having battery-powered strimmers, but it's not a huge problem. I'll take it home, I'll charge it, and I'll bring it back down next week. At least for the most part, I have done the most or the worst of the work with it. Now, it's just a case, keep on top of it and it won't take too long. After that, I got the lawnmower out and I ran over a few of the trimmings that we had from last week left over. Uh, they've gone into the compost heap nice and chopped up and small. And then I've run around the grass areas again and cut the grass up and used that on the mulch in places. So that's the sort of every week maintenance at the moment, getting the the lawnmower out and the strimmer. After that, while the lawnmower was cooling down, I went and took the hoe to the bed that I emptied last week. Again, while this bed is empty, I'm just going to keep hoeing it just uh, don't take long and it just helps keep those weeds at bay and stop them from establishing themselves then I went to what is this year's brassica bed and my purple sprouting broccoli purple sprouting broccoli delicious stuff it's been growing well over the winter and in fact all the purple sprouting broccoli is ready for harvesting so I've uprooted the plants and there were four of them and I'm going to take those home and take off the broccoli when I get home and give the, the, the actual plants themselves to my birds. This freed up that bed which still has a few cabbages growing in it which were planted over the winter but I've, what I've basically then done cleared out any weeds, gave it a good hoe as always, added a good amount of lime And the lime just helps create the pH conditions that brassicas like. And then I followed it up by planting out some more cabbages. This is a variety called Durham Early. Five cabbages have gone into this bed. And we'll see how they do. I'm expecting those to be summer cabbages. They were sown back in January. So they're doing pretty good. They were quite large plants. I've had them in pots. They just needed to go into the ground. And now that has been done. And then after that, the weather, I could tell, was starting to change and I could feel the rain was coming in. So I pot away all the tools. Now, as I was doing that, I accidentally knocked over a tub of paint that I keep down here. I don't really know why I keep the paint down here in all honesty now, because I don't really use it. I think it was just here because I thought I would use it. But I accidentally knocked that over and that paint went all over my shoes. So I've had to go get some water and quickly wash that off my shoes and hopefully it won't have done too much damage to my shoes. I know that's not probably a a, a dramatic or overly sensitive issues. I mean shoes are pretty cheap and these are old shoes but It's annoying at the time, isn't it? I don't bring down a change of shoes when I'm down here, in in all honesty. Just going to open the the door to the greenhouse to put something away. Yeah, Yeah, I don't really bring down spare shoes because I just can't be bothered sometimes. I'm the type I just want to crack on with it. So, uh, yeah, that's slightly annoying. But luckily it happened just as this rain was coming in and I was packing up anyway. Right that's it for today. Tomorrow we're going to be doing bits at home so let's find out what's happening there. It is Sunday the 11th of April 2021 today. I'm just at home in the garden and I'm just locking the chickens up. They've had a day outside out of their pen i think now this bird flu restrictions are over and they're out and about i'm so much happier for letting them out in the garden and also it means they do a lot more work for me don't have to do any weeding here at home so we've, we as i haven't done any weeding what have i done today well firstly I went into the greenhouse and just moved a few plants around in there the greenhouse is rather full at the moment with seedlings and i want to really plant out some tomatoes quite soon but all the time i've got these little seedlings in there and bigger plants that need to come outside i just can't spare the space at the moment so what i'm doing just shuffling them around so each plant gets a a better amount of light or they share the amount of light that they get just something that they have to do in order to maximise the amount of space that I have. Once this cold snap is over, we're going to start moving some of our, our bigger plants outside. I'm sure they'll be fine outside, but just want to make sure. After that, I got the lawnmower out and mowed the lawn. Now, this is in order to, of course, collect grass clippings and stuff that I just use on the compost heap and build up my compost material. something I think we all should be doing composting is so important and I'm just sat on my sub pod my underground composter at the moment uh, while I talk about this but yeah composting is something that we all should be doing of course grass clippings can be used as a mulch but here at home I tend to just use it for uh, compost now added to that, any weeds or any bad material, you know, prunings and things, that also gets thrown on the lawn during the week, and then when I run over with a lawnmower, that all gets chopped up nice and small and goes into the compost heap. The trouble with this, and I think this is the cause of why it broke today, my my Flo lawnmower has a belt on it that came off last year and I put it back on. Well that happens to have happened again today. I can still use the lawnmower, it's just a bit more work, but Again, it's one of these things that... I probably shouldn't chop up so much stuff using a lawnmower but it's something that I do and it's something that works for me then after that I went and potted up quite a few more plants now I've had chives that I sowed last year in a tray they've been growing quite nicely last year they died back over the winter but they've started to grow again and the pot that they're in was a little bit too small so I've put those into a bigger pot and broke them up into individual pots now I love chives, I use a lot of them in the kitchen and because they're, they're perennial I think they also should be in every garden. The great thing is you have a pot, you use them and they grow back and I'll continue doing that right throughout the season. And then I've just basically been potting up a few more cabbages and cauliflowers that I have just getting them into individual pots, bigger size for them all giving them each a bit more room. So, yes, a productive day in the garden today. Uh, What have you been up to in your allotment garden over this week? Please do let me know. And that is it for this week's diary section. I don't think I'm going to get anything done tomorrow. I'm going to have a commercial break, and then I'll be back with a question from a listener. A few months ago, I launched the Veg Girl Podcast Supporters Club. Each month, I send out a gift pack of a collection of seeds to sow each month along with a newsletter. I also produce behind-the-scenes podcasts or videos providing club members with extra content. And we are constantly adding extra features to improve the club. It costs just £5 a month and current members tell me that they have found that the seeds alone are value for money. This also helps me keep the podcast and the website running and more importantly, it helps me encourage and inspire more people to grow their own food. Now, if that sounds like something you are interested in joining, then head over to the VegGroundPodcast.co.uk to find out more. But if you want to support the podcast without becoming a member, we also have merchandise available on the website, including mugs and t-shirts. Or leave a review on your podcast service or share this podcast with others. It all goes a long way to help supporting The Vegground Podcast. Hi, Richard. I'm going into the second year with my allotment, and I've been reading a lot about companion planting, although I don't see many people down our site doing it. What are your thoughts on it? Anyway, I better go sow some seeds. Bye. Well, companion planting is just such a fantastic way of gardening. Now, I used to do this a lot, but in recent years, due to poor organisation, I haven't done so much of it. The idea behind companion planting is that we would grow two different plants together and they would benefit each other or one would reap the benefits from the other. Now that could be from pest control or better pollination or better flavour. And there's a huge list of plants that benefit each other. I could be here for hours just going through all the different options in all honesty. But receiving this question has got me really thinking again about how I would like to do some companion planting again this year. And I'm going to. So I thought I'd just list through some of the companion planting that I'm going to be doing in order to improve my crops so firstly in the greenhouse I'm going to be planting in my tomatoes well around the base of the tomatoes I'm going to be planting some basil now basil and tomato are just great together in the kitchen but also then growing in a greenhouse together that tomato smell is amazing in the greenhouse well add some basil to that as well it's just going to smell fantastic that smell is also going to deter any aphids from the tomatoes so that's a, a really good win, but it doesn't end there. The basil improves the flavour of the tomatoes too, it's reported. Basically, you're getting a better flavour tomato, less aphids, and you're growing two crops in the same area. That's, that's a win-win in my book. The next plant that I'm going to be growing as a companion planting is nasturtium. Now I've got nasturtiums that pop up on my allotment just as a weed. I don't even sow them, they just pop up. They are fantastic because they grow really big, they add a nice amount of colour, but also nasturtiums are edible. The leaves, the flowers and the seed pods are just delicious. Nasturtiums also have a very good trick in that they attract pests to them. Now, this will be like a sacrificial plant, if you like. So, I will be planting a nasturtium plant in my cabbage patch, in my brassica bed. And what that's going to do is all the cabbage white butterflies are going to be attracted to the nasturtium instead of my cabbages or my Brussels sprouts. Well, that's going to mean I'm not going to get any cabbage white caterpillars on my cabbages. They're going to be on my nasturtium. So win, win again. Now, calendula or English marigold are a really fantastic companion planting plant. They are easy to grow, easy to sow, and I will be sowing some very soon in order to create uh, a companion plant. Now I'm going to grow these in pots and these pots are going to be just scattered around my allotment and my garden. And what they're going to do is they're going to attract those pollinating insects. And if they attract pollinating insects, that's going to help pollinate my fruiting crops. That's my tomatoes, my courgettes, uh, anything like that, which is going to mean I'm going to get more crops. Then another companion planting that I have done in recent years without really consciously realising is growing carrots and leeks together. And what happens here is that the leeks, the smell of the leeks, they deter carrot root fly. So you're more likely to get some really good, solid, uneaten carrots when you pull them up just by growing a row of leeks alongside your carrots. And again, I will be doing that this year and I will be reporting back on the results of all these as we go on throughout the year. Now that's just a few ideas that I have and that I will be using. But if you've got other ideas or you want to find out more, I've got a few resources for you. One I highly recommend actually is VegPlotter. Now, VegPlotter, Richard from VegPlotter, he was on the podcast just a couple of months ago chatting about it. It's a free resource. It's a free planning software to plan your allotment. But as you do it, it does suggest some companion plantings to go in with your crops as well. So that's a really good resource if you want to go and find out more. Now, I've also received a question from a listener. Now, I've got to admit, I accidentally deleted your email while trying to answer so i've got to apologize for not getting back to you but jeff i think your name was if you could be so kind as to email me again i want to apologize for that and not getting back to you sooner jeff's question was about an apricot that he's grown from a seed and he was asking what compost does it need does it need any special compost well the reality is no it doesn't really need any special compost apricots like a moisture retentive free draining soil so just some multi-purpose compost good quality peat free is ideal will be fine for apricots but what i would also add in is a bit of either perlite or vermiculite or even gardening grit just to help add a bit more drainage but also add some moisture retention to your pot hope that helps you and hope that helps everyone else out there as well now if you have a question you can visit VegGrowPodcast.co.uk and leave a voicemail to ask and we can play it in just like the question that we had today Now, if you ever found gardening overwhelming, I know I certainly have. I'm going to be sharing a few tips in just a moment. As someone who is passionate about gardening and I want to encourage more people to grow their own food, I have to acknowledge it's not always easy sometimes gardening can become very overwhelming that feeling of not getting anywhere or the to-do lists are just getting bigger and bigger just creates a feeling that the garden or a lot is just somewhere to work not somewhere to enjoy and this is a very bad mindset for me a garden should be somewhere to enjoy and relax in first and foremost over this last year the covid restrictions has led many of us into gardening maybe for the first time in our lives or in my case it became somewhere that I had more time to do and spend in the garden which helped keep me sane our gardens our allotments have been our sanctuary and they have really come into their own I do believe that but we are now starting to come around the corner many of us are returning back to work certainly in the UK anyway, and we will be seeing our friends and families more and more. The knock-on of this is that our gardens will have less time to spend on them. Now this is where some of us might be overwhelmed and feel we need to spend every spare minute working in our garden, rush, 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 you know, just not a healthy environment. This is also not good. Gardens should be a place of recreation, not a place of work. Now, because of this, I thought I would just share with you a few of my own tips on how I have coped with an ever mounting task list. My first tip is actually to spend as much time in a garden as possible. Not necessarily gardening, but just perhaps sitting in the garden with a kappa or taking meals out into the garden and just taking a seat in a garden And this, I've found, has just shifted my focus in the garden from somewhere that I feel I need to work in to somewhere that I can just enjoy. And those are the moments that stick most in my mind. Not very productive, I know, but so important. Secondly, I encourage everyone to do a little every day. As you heard in the diary section, I sowed a packet of seeds every day and I pricked out a few seedlings every day. Overall, this probably just took me 10 minutes to do every day, not very much time at all. But if you add all these 10 minutes every day together, what you end up with is about an hour. And if you spend an hour in the garden at the weekend, that's quite a bit of time. Another way I do a little every day is something that I will be doing from now on. And that is with lighter evenings, I can stop off on my way home from work at the allotment and just spend about 10 minutes weeding, 5 minutes watering doesn't sound like a lot of time i know and you're probably thinking well you won't get much done in that time but because it's every day it's very easy to just get that done and by the time the weekend comes it you have less time weeding more time to do some fun projects now what i tend to do is i'll start at one corner and work my way through and i'll start there every day and what i find is that as i work through it I'm spending less and less time at the very first area and more and more time further back, which means I keep moving myself further back each time. Like I say, just a little every day and it all help immensely. Something I regularly do is just take a walk around the allotment or my garden writing to-do lists. For me, these lists just help focus my mind on what really does need doing rather than what I think needs doing. I've just found it seeing it written down or something like that, it just helps make life easy. And I've also found that if I have a time when I don't know where to start, just feeling a bit, you know, rah, is the only way I can describe it. I just pick an item at random this list and I'll do that. All of a sudden I'm focused and back into it and off we go. And pretty soon I'm working right through that list ticking things off and as more and more of those ticks appear mentally it's a positive mental attitude a sense of accomplishment just goes to help stop feeling overwhelmed so to-do lists are for me a definite positive there are tasks that we can also spend less time doing with a bit of preparation beforehand now let's take weeding a Way to reduce weeding is of course mulching the soil. As you know, I'm using a lot of grass mulch this year, just very simply covering the soil with glass crippings from lawn mower. I have to cut the lawn anyway, I might as well put it to good use. Now, last year was the first year that I really got into this. I didn't get a weed notice on my allotment either. That's the first year that has happened since getting my allotment. Now I put this down. To the fact that i literally mulched everything as much as possible this mulch and what it did it created a blanket it reduced the amount of weeds that grew but it also reduced water evaporation and therefore reduced the amount of watering that i needed to do now talking of watering i know that that is a task that could also take a while to do especially if you don't use hose pipes like myself everything's done by watering can What I found with my allotment is that if I was to water the plot properly, it could take me up to two hours to do. So what I did instead is I broke it down. I would water two beds thoroughly on day one. The next day, I'll move on to the next two beds. And so on right through until I've been through every single bed and they've all been watered thoroughly. Now, watering like this means also that the plants get a good drink, maybe about once a week. But what this also means is that the rest of the time, the plants are searching for water and they will put their roots lower down in the soil to find the water. This encourages the plants to grow bigger roots. Bigger roots, better plants, better crops. So don't feel you have to water every day. But when you do water, give it a good watering. Now, my final tip is just don't be afraid to ask for help. On a whole, I mostly look after my garden and allotment on my own. And I will admit, it is a lot of work to cope with. Every now and then, I will ask my wife to lend a hand. Now, she's not really into gardening in the same way that I am. But when she helps me out, what I find is that not only do we get more done, we are more focused and we enjoy it all the more. Just having someone to bounce ideas off or having a conversation and laugh with, it just goes to help. Sometimes, of course, you may not be able to get somebody to help, but if you just want to keep that motivation up there, listen to your favourite podcast. It helps with the motivation too. I do it all the time. It really does help. Well, I hope those tips have been of some use to you. I've certainly found them to be very useful to me over the years. If you've got any tips that you would like to share as well, please do get in touch. Now you can email me, richard at veggrowerpodcast.co.uk. You can visit the website at the VegGrowerPodcast.co.uk. You can use our voicemail service where you can leave a comment or you can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Grower Podcast. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back again next week. So, until then, please take care.